That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. And Music. We are just getting a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton. You know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hi. And the show has begun. The new intro. That's our new intro, I guess. That's a new intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy, for throwing it in there. We got that. That's the, the that's the the sounds that you hear on the audio as well. So there we go. Let's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lonnie put that together. With you. Lonnie, our producer, Lonnie did that. It's great. She's How's it going, great. man? What are you doing? I'm good. I'm just uh, hanging out in a basement in Cloverdale, British Columbia, trying not to cause a ruckus. Good. Um, you know, Good. as it goes, the dust has settled in Saudi Arabia, but the dust has not settled on my life from posting an article or sorry, posting a podcast on my other show with a doctor. So mm-hmm. uh, that's been a fun week. Of there you go. Taking so that shit. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. No shortage of Facebook doctors at all. So mm. good stuff. Um, there you go. Yeah, man, it was, it's, uh, it was yeah, my doctor started, on my hat. Stirred a little, stirred the pot a little bit, and uh, yeah, you know, as it goes, it kind of stirred the pot a bit. So, Good whatever. Um, it's me. It's Brenton. That's uh, Chris, and we're hanging out. It is Monday night. Uh, I think what we're gonna do from now on, just to get this thing started properly. Uh, is say hi to Dangerous Dorothy and Gracious Gary because you know they're tuning in. They are, hi, guys. Week. Yeah, How's it going? Too, to make sure that uh, we're on the air. That's right. Because if we're not on the air, the world's in trouble. And I'm not so, flooded out or anything here. So I've got good No, my dad was concerned that you were flooded out. So yeah, so we're, we, we've got a, a, a little thing going on. Now we're uh, going to the, we're, we're antiquing. We're going to the antique markets and the flea markets. Ooh, yeah, you're going to start, and you personally are going to antique or they're antiquing and you're driving them there? Well, no, no. I, well, I wasn't even driving. My dad drove, but uh, I just, <laughs> I, I, I I go for the comic books, right? And I always get so I find like these great deals. I don't have any out; they're all filed away. But I always find amazing comic books at these places. The last place we were at, though, was a great big one. It was in yeah. uh, Deseronto. But the, Des- I, I, I said to the lady, I'm, "I'm complimenting her." I was like, "Wow, it's fantastic flea market!" And she like, "Oh, death stare! Like this is a this is an antique shop, not a flea market." And really gave me shit over it. And it's like, "Well, easy, lady, easy." It's like making fun of the karaoke people. They just this is easy. You know, it was apparently, and I. Then I said to her, "I said, well, I said that's okay. I understand." I said, "You know, I I, I draw comic book uh, comic book art, and I hate it when when people say, oh, you draw cartoons.'" And she just looked at me like, "It's not the same." I'm like. <laughs> But my parents got a great deal on a little table, and I thought it was a great flea market. You know, um, she was a little snotty with me, but that's okay. It's not I've a flea market, Chris. Or it's a antique place. I did it again. She's going to come after me. But I can't remember the name of the place. But it was it was a fun place to go to. It was in De- near Des- it was in Deserano. Tons of comic books. My parents got a little end table, so the folks were out moving and shaking. It sounds like the name of the place, Chris, was Karen's Antique Shop. It was Karen's and her name was Karen. How funny is that? That her name was Karen and she Karen'd me. She pulled a Karen on me about calling it a flea market. I guess well, that's a touchy no. subject. Yeah. But I, I try but then again, see, I'm trying to be personal. You know me, right? I'm like, oh, sorry about that. You know, and I try and give them a relatable story. And she just looks at me like sure. that's not the same. Well, Karen, you can keep your antiques. Gracious Gary and Dangerous Dorothy do not have time for your shit. Okay. They got things to build. They got antiquing to do. We don't need any Karens ruining it. So it's crazy. So Taylor, Taylor's back tomorrow. So I don't know if we're going to mm. go antiquing this weekend, if we're just going to all get together and uh, have some drinks and some food or something. I was speaking to her a little bit today, actually. Wasn't nice. somebody from her camp going to come on tonight? They were, but they got to do all their COVID tests because test yeah. they're traveling across the border tonight. But their show just got canceled in Vegas or yeah, in L.A., in LA. So their last night of the tour, they're in yeah. LA 
and the show yeah. got canceled because a singer of another band got COVID. That's because everyone lost their shot. mind and went out in LA and they're like, it's great. And everything's awesome. But so, so <laughs> anyway, so my daughter's out there in her mid twenties, LA. Yeah. Yeah. Last day of the tour show yeah. gets canceled coming home tomorrow. I hope she has a fun time tonight. Oh, I'm guessing it's Hollywood. <laughs> it's Hollywood. There's something Taylor. She's going to have fun. You'd be safe out there. She's not watching dude. Trust me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Damn it. Uh, okay. Monday night. It is kids on the escalator. We are diving, diving deep. Chris tasked me with a mission this weekend to watch uh, some Spider-Man stuff. Uh, these, uh, I posted this earlier in the week as to what everyone's favorite version of Spider-Man is. Um, we're forgetting the one from the seventies that we grew up on with the cartoon Spider-Man. I like the voice on that guy, but he always sounded 60 years old, but anyways, so these were the different ones. Obviously you got Garfield, you got Tobey Maguire, you got that Holland kid. And then this, then the other Tom kid, Holland? Tom Holland. The new one hasn't hit the screen yet. Right. Um, I'm thinking that's where they're heading with the new movie though. Cause I think they're going to wipe out all the other Spider-Men. And then we're going to come in with our miles, 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 Morales. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, who was the cartoon one that, that, you know, the one that Fox did, he was the main character of the cartoon one. And I believe I I haven't read up on this or anything. This is just my brain saying that I think they're going to go forward with uh, the Miles Morales, Miles Molasses one, the Miles Molares. Let's call him Miles Molasses. Yeah. 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 So anyway, they'll Uh, go ahead with Miles there. Yeah. And uh, I think it'll be awesome. I, I've, I've always liked the, that character. I think Miles was pretty rad. He was a good, you know, he, he came in. Uh, I loved that version. I loved that version. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was good too. I, I liked it as well. I thought it was a good uh, supplement for Peter Parker because Peter is uh, is a tough guy. They've tried many times, you know, with, with Ben Riley and, and uh, putting different personal personas in his noggin. But uh, yeah, Miles, two thumbs up. And if you're, uh, I've also heard from a lot of people who are in the know with comic books when they when they have advice to start on a new Spider-Man series, they say to start with the the Miles Morales ones. I it's funny because I, I didn't know what to expect going into that version with the animated one, and it okay. So yeah, let's talk about it, so it, let's it, talk it about that for so, How well did that do? It did do, so right? well, right? I was mm-hmm. gonna say it did so well, and I don't. The animation was amazing, and it reminded yeah. me of just just it was just so fluent and great, and I loved the animation of it. But I love the story of it, and you can fill people in on that haven't seen it, or as far as like what the premise of it was, because I love the crossing over of the of the you know of the two Spider Men, but um, man, it was cool. It was really, and that's really what Marvel cool. looks like they're going to do with their new movie now is do the whole time stream thing, do almost exactly the same thing kind of deal. You know what I mean? Um, the one thing about the the uh, animated one that I found so much, do you remember when the Kingpin killed Peter Parker right off the beginning mm-hmm. there? Yeah. That was, whoa, what did Alex do when he saw that? Was he like dead? Well, yeah, they were all, they, they I, I didn't see it with them originally. Oh, I, had okay. go, I had to go back and see it because I was away on tour when it came out. They went and saw it and loved it. And I, I was late to it. I think I, I ended up going to it when they put it back in the theaters that, cause I think they put it back in over Christmas or something right. and you could go for like two bucks or something. I think that's when I went and saw oh, that's it. Cool. Nice. And so they would have already had that ruined, but my reaction probably also would have been like, wait a minute. Like, cause, and he just, like, you know, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was really good. I thought the, uh, that animated, uh, because all about the time timelines and stuff like that and a new Spider-Man being born in the animated world. Um, it's huge story though, because it's, it's timelines. It's hard to describe the story, you know, without taking up like, like half the episode, just talking about that one cartoon, the one animated series. But it, as I say, it looks like they're going to bring that into the, the new world here and have everybody, all three of these guys come in here. Pers- it looks like they're going to kind of clean house, right? Break Didn't down, you, uh, but break, break down though, what miles, Okay, so let's just for one second, we're going to go to these. If we go, you know, from left to right on the screen for everyone watching, uh, you've got the Tobey Maguire, which was basically the launch of the new, the the first kind of kind of coming out of the Spider-Man, you know, hey, Spider-Man's reborn and this is what we're doing. And they did it with Tobey. And then they went to Andrew Garfield and then they went to Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the Miles Morales one. So. Um, we can dive into the other three for a minute, but but let's go to Miles for a second. Mm-hmm. What was the premise of that cartoon? Well, like the the, the the idea behind it? Well, is bringing him into the other universes, crossing the universes over, right? Um, he is 
related to one of Spider-Man's older villains, the Prowler, who was one of those guys that was he a villain? Was he a hero? He's really, really cool looking. I should have pulled one of his comics because I got his first appearance and second appearance. Purple and green and black outfit. And it's really, really cool. So young little Miles Morales, his uh, uncle is is a criminal and he finds out and he ends up getting bit by a spider kind of the same as spider-man and it's it's just this it's it's uh, the big thing that the story that everybody will probably make about it is that the kid's black right which as we've discussed on here that that doesn't really a big deal in our in our corner of the universe um but uh that's probably the big spin that uh the media is going to put on this if this is what happens but i could see it heading that way especially with this time and age right now that it's it's time that they uh they release that into the mainstreams i guess you know um but as far as as the whole movie goes, it, it's about time streaming and and bringing different Spider-Mans in for different places. So it's going just like the movie. So I don't want to tell too much because this is it looks like this is what the movie's going to be all about. And right. there's so much raging on controversy about the movie. So we can discuss the trailer, which maybe it will have a lot to do with that movie as well, right? So that's why I suggested we go back to watch the very first two uh, Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. Because they're going to kind of, if you think about it, okay, so they're bringing back Doc Ock, 100%. Right? We've seen him come in, 100%. We know that the timelines are going to get messed up, 100%, right? So, yeah, totally. And the last time we saw Doc Ock, he was was in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it looks like Green Goblin's coming in, which is, oh my gosh. If they give him an animated face instead of that helmet, I'm going to be just like, thrilled that will be so cool the helmet was a little lame right the helmet was a little lame because here's the thing though so doc ock um when he goes down he, he just fought spider-man and he goes down so you know he, the first thing he's going to think of when he comes up is spider-man um green goblin look at green goblin when he went down oh man did he ever like and that is such yeah. a great that's a joker I, batman type type feud, i guess man. the only thing about the doc ock thing though is when he went down he went he kind of ended up going down as a good guy he mm-hmm. kind of switched over on that one where it was at the end. He's like, well, I, okay. And I, let me do this. And then he takes the, the whole thing down with him into the, the bottom of the Hudson river, I guess, yeah. or the ocean, whatever it is. Uh, or I guess it was the Hudson river. So underneath that bridge, right? Where the yeah, bridge so what I'm in saying the, in it's the like, trailer. So he goes down as a good guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure. He did the switch and he does that and he goes down. So, yeah, him, but he's, he's it's Doc Ock. He's he's not sure. no way. I mean, he's too good of a villain mm. to have. To, that was the thing about Mysterio too, yeah. man. Mysterio's gonna be a good guy. No, he's not. Nope. Right. No way. No way. Um, Doc Ock is way better a villain than a good guy. They got enough good guys, man. Trust me. If he's coming out of there and he's acting good, it's all a ploy for Doc Ock. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But so leading into the. Uh, leading into the new Spider-Man that we have is cool because we get to go back and watch the old Spider-Mans to get a little bit of uh, an idea of where we're headed, which is great. Cause I love that. I love that idea. You gotta, you gotta respect the past. Now going back to the original two films, let's talk about some of the stuff that, okay. So I, cause I don't, I've you and I, I've bagged the first few Spider-Mans pretty badly, right? Everybody's hacked on Spider-Man three, but Tobey Maguire and everything I've hacked on pretty badly. So after I haven't probably watched them in a decade, I bet, man. Me too. It's probably been a decade. So one, it was nice to see the old Parker luck as they would call it in the comic books. Um, just horrible luck. It's just great. Just uh, it's, it's so Peter Parker. Um, the second thing, it was nice to see old aunt may like, you know how they have the yeah. new aunt may it was kind of hip and cool. Um, it was yeah. nice to see the frail old aunt may. I thought that was great. And actually, you know what? I, 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 Liked, well, I didn't like, but it was entertaining to see the whole Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben uh, corner of things, which I was tired of before because you sure. saw that too much. Um, one of the biggest things that I that I missed and I didn't realize I missed was the Daily Bugle and J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, that whole angle on it is fantastic. And and I can't remember the actor's name who plays J. Jonah Jameson, but he's fantastic. Yeah, he's, And he's coming back, right? So that's, again, why I say we're going back to the to earlier ones to see what's coming up in the new movie, which is which is really cool. Now, just overview of things. I really didn't like in the newer movies the way they portrayed the high school and the way they showed Peter Parker in high school. Whereas this one, I just found it a little funnier because it wasn't they didn't go into depth that much in the classes and that much. It was just you got the overview of he got picked on. You got the overview that he was very, very smart. Um, mm. And that's all you need to know about his schooling to me anyway. Right. I don't, I don't like the whole 
But no, to I give you to give you some perspective on that, my daughter and son love they they they, they love Tom Holland in that sort of thing, which I think was was that weirdness of the or not weirdness, sorry that that's um back to high school. So my kids, at least when they were watching those over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. were sort of in that. I think it made them a little bit more relatable because when we were watching the Tobey Maguire ones this weekend, they were really like kind of freaked out by it. They were kind of like, well, what he's older or something. And it was like this weird, there was this like established relationships by this Mm -hmm. point. Like, you know, MJ's already an actress and there's already like, so they're out of high school. In the high school, in the first one, she was still in high school. Right. And she was aspiring to be an actress. But sure. then she didn't. She was working at the diner for a while and she was telling everybody that she, that she could. Um, but see, that's but see, I, we've also mentioned, too, we've had this conversation where I understand that they put the high school thing in the new ones. They have to have the, the younger kids like it. And and, and I don't I take solace in the fact that long, long, long time ago, I pinpointed that they put that Peter Parker stuff in there and do it the way they do to appease the younger viewers. And you just solidified that, my friend, right? Like, you know, mm. like that's why the younger viewers um, are, are attaching to it. And that's why they put it in there. Very smart move. You know, I'm an old guy. They're not going to get all, all, all people in our, our age group to, to you know, fill the pockets of, of Mickey Mouse there. They've, they've got, and you need to pass yeah. the torch on to the kids as well. I, I would hate it if Spider-Man was, was unobtainable to kids. If they looked at it and were like, oh yeah, that's, that we don't say groovy. You know what I mean? Like it, it has to evolve. And I totally get that. That's again, why, why I think uh, there should be a Spider-Man or Spider-Woman for everybody. That's fine. As long as my, they don't lose my amazing Spider-Man that I've been collecting since I was four years old. I'll be very happy with, with everybody having you know, their own Spider-Man. I think that's great. You, and you know, what's interesting to me too, because in watching that, it was a different style of writing as well. Mm-hmm. So totally. it was still, it was still coming out of the, dare I say, um, 90s style of superhero movie. I mean, mm-hmm. Deadpool, chain, Deadpool changed the way you read a superhero movie, but I thought right. Dark Knight kind of started that phase of like, no, we're going to do this a little bit different. Whereas those 90, those Spider-Man movies to me, campy is not what I'm looking for, but it's just a different kind of dialogue. Now the J. Jones Jameson was amazing because he's over the top and I, he's mm-hmm. always been over the top as long as I've known him. That's been, you don't want like a, like an, like a, you don't want a chilled out J. Jonah. You, you want a guy that's like on cocaine, ready to rock all the time. Cause that's what <laughs> like, you know, that you want that guy that's like, you know, I'm going to get Spider-Man. Wait, we need Spider-Man. Wait, no, I'm going to get Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it, it adds that frantic, madness where where spider-man's not you know he's dealing with all the villains but then he's also got to deal with this guy Mm -hmm. and so i dug that side of it but the writing to me was a little bit more like i'm gonna get you spider-man or i'm gonna it's over and whereas like the new ones with tom holland there's this new kind of writing uh which to me at least uh, if it's not necessarily for the times but it just that seemed to flow a little bit well, what, what year like, was Spider-Man oh, one was out? Spider-Man one was 2001. Something like that. I well, think. that's like over 20 years old. The di- the di- yeah. The dialogue totally. is going to be. And the cool thing that I liked about um, the original ones that I didn't get at the time is how hokey and how throwback it was to the 60s and early 70s right. Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like that's right. you, you nailed it right there. It was kind of hokey, yeah. um, but it brought it back to that, that whole uh uh, easygoing Spider-Man, and and you know you could tell this wasn't a futuristic Spider-Man because it was it's 2001 back then, right? They didn't have a lot of that stuff. But even just you know people singing the Spider-Man song, where have you with their uh, yeah. instruments on the street and things like that. Yeah, yeah. There was so many little Easter eggs in there that that was a nice throwback. I I, I dug. Oh, yeah, my kids were like, "What are they singing?" I'm like, "That's the Spider-Man song," oh, that's and that's song. It, yeah, it was funny to, to. But um, yeah, I can deal with like. Like, for instance, I can deal with, like, the original Batman with Keaton, you know, being a little bit campy and even Batman Returns. And then it got completely off the rails, over the top, insanity. And then yeah. the Spider-Man was like, and even Superman, they, I don't think that they got it right until Man of Steel because you mm-hmm. even talked about your Superman. Oh, I can't watch uh, Superman 1 anymore. Right. It's too boring. Right. So then, you know, Spider-Man to me was that re-entry before they got it right with all this Avengers stuff and, and, and Iron Man. And really, I guess Iron Man was the one that set the new bar. So Iron Man would have been the one that would have set the new bar. Everything up to that point, I think, was still... That was, that was the first the one they right? said, okay, we're going to put some money into this movie, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to actually... 
we're going to make this look really good as good as we yeah. can, which is, which is awesome. You know that, and that's, that really helped a lot too. Who would have thought, uh, uh, or, uh, what, uh, Robert Downey Jr. would have been such an awesome Tony Stark, right? Just amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think, it, but much like Tony Stark, well, Tony Stark was the rich, the rich, you know, I know we're off topic, but he's the rich kind of, um, well, he's the Batman. He's the, the, the Iron Man of the Batman of Marvel, really. He's the everyday guy that happens to be a millionaire. That he's not a superhero. He just happens to have a lot of money that can create things. Mm-hmm. Would See, you Moon agree Knight's or like not? that? Would you agree? Well, Moon, or Knight's, not? Moon Knight's Moon more Knight, like Batman. Sure. He has. Sure, but like- I'm, I'm saying that from the, from a relatable standpoint of someone watching it, going, "God, he's," and and Robert Downey Jr. is like that guy that needed the comeback. So yeah, it instantly put him into that humbling, like, "Okay, how are you going to act on this thing?" And mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah. As far as the characters go. Tony Stark is like, he has to be Iron Man and Tony Stark. And he loves like, you know, give me this, give me that. Where bat, where Bruce Wayne is more when he's not Batman, he's acting like he, you know, bumbling mm. around and he's always mm. loaded. So the, the, different that way. Whereas, well, Moon Knight's coming out soon, right? And it's getting a lot of uh, publicity. So we'll, we'll, t- we'll discuss that in the, in the near future though. We'll get that. Um, okay. So we're going to go, let, do you want to show the trailer of the new trailer or do you want to, uh, do you want to well, stay let's on? Hit, one uh, of, what else one we want to hit here is uh, one more thing. I was, what did I want to talk about with Spider-Man one again? There's so many little Easter eggs in that, those first two Spider-Man that I yeah. didn't appreciate uh, right down to, uh, you know, you hit the jackpot tiger that MJ would say. Um, right. We got to remember there's, there's more, there's stronger superheroes, right? There's more powerful superheroes. There's more uh, like Superman, uh, Hulk. There's more respected superheroes like Batman. He's a detective. But is there really a more beloved superhero in the world than Spider-Man? Well, they show that in the, they show that in the scene with the subway when he's unmasked. Yeah. And they're all like, no, got, I mean in real you. life, just every in real life. No, yeah. In real life, he's, he's the most beloved one. Everybody loves Spider-Man. You know, Peter Parker's the smart, the smart Alec kid. Right. Um, so when you come at the movies in that angle, you know, is, you know, you got your Iron Man movie, you know, you got your, uh, the Hulk movie. And then, you know, you got your Spider-Man movie. My point is there's different angles on those and the way they're doing the new ones, um, is really embracing the kids. And that's cool. Cause Spider-Man is the most beloved hero in the world. You know um, the way in the first ones, I forgot how, just how it hit the, of him swinging, how cool it looked way back then. Sure. And how they were trying to emulate that cartoon back from the sixties. That looked that we were great. I noticed that too. There was a lot of like, yeah. Re-emulating that. Yeah. My only real, like, you know, other than one scene with uh, Doc Ock that I won't go into. <laughs> I still, I still can't get behind the silver uh, webbing on his outfit. I think it should just be the black. I don't like that silver kind of webbing. That's nitpicking on his costume, though. But I really um, like the green. I think Green Goblin's awesome. Doctor Octopus is freaking awesome. Like, oh man, I can't wait to see these guys in the new trailer. So if you want to show the new trailer now, unless you've got something to say about, well, I was gonna just a couple of takeaways. Amazing. Couple of takeaways from from that, um, especially in number two. I never caught the Doctor Strange reference on the first time. Oh yeah, so that, I got that, that was yeah, Jane. Jane, 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 yeah, it's already taken. Uh, Great Easter egg. I, you know, I love the fact that he's always getting fired. Peter's always getting mm-hmm. fired, but then like in the comic fired, book, yeah, he's fired. But then, but then, you know, wait, Parker, go shoot this, and that was awesome. Um, I really thought in my my real problem with the second one, and it was just a technical thing. The fire scene was totally lame. So when he runs into the building as Peter Parker and he's got to rescue the baby and it was just so, I'm like, did anyone watch that back? Cause it's the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Like it just didn't, that it was flowing so good. And then it was like, Ugh. You know, like it's funny because that the fake baby in the oh, I'm like, yeah. come on, guys. Well, like, come that's on. similar, dude. That's similar to the scene that, that that grinds my gears in part two, where Doc Ock is taking these these punches from Spider-Man, like pow, pow. Yeah. And then uh, Aunt May bonks him over the head with an umbrella, and that's it. He's cake. <laughs> yeah, that for me, I was like, I was looking at that going, on, and then the other, I was like, what? Come on. And that so that was a little bit cheesy. Um yep. also the other side of it, and this is just nitpicking a little bit, but in that mm-hmm. fire scene, oh, there was some terrible screams, like some really bad acting right. screams, like people yeah. like, ah, and I was like, ah, like they're just not doing that anymore. It's just, it's kind of like, you know, and you, you had the Willem scream in there, which was funny. That's always in every movie when the guy falls mm-hmm. off, a, off a bridge. And then why is Peter Parker doing laundry at the laundromat? I, I, to me, why can't he go to Aunt May's? 
<laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Why is it, like yeah. A, there was well, like a little. Maybe you'll meet somebody a, there, right? Yeah, it was just kind of funny to me. So, um, yeah, so I, th- those were a few of the takeaways, but just in a yeah. funny kind of like, you don't see a lot of that now. Like I find like some of the writers might be looking at that a little bit closer. Not saying that there's not some terrible, like, bad movies out there, but I'm just mm. saying like sometimes there's so many people looking at these lenses now that are going, really? Is that? Because guys like Kevin Smith and you, like you're going to call that shit out and they know it. Whereas before, mm. that was even in 2001, that was before really any of this stuff was going on. Like yeah. movie reviews were still stuff you read in the newspaper. And Roger and, uh, uh, you know, Siskel and Ebert had a show on television to talk about this mm. stuff. But you didn't have these deep dives like this. You had to get yeah. that at Comic-Con or something. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the fanboys can watch these over and over and over sorry, again. I forgot, right? I forgot one thing, Chris. Sorry. Here yeah. we go. I forgot right. to run this. Oh, cool. Oh, I love that. It's like Nintendo Atari uh, <laughs> graphics. That's the best. It's our Spider-Man deep dive. Okay, uh, let's get into the new... I'm going to get into the new uh, trailer right now. This is Okay, yeah, let's look at that. Yeah. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. So let me ask you, um, wow. Doctor Strange. Yeah, was this part written around? Like, are you familiar with the story that they're telling here? Is this from a comic book, or is not this that I'm that aware they, of? No, that they've designed for this movie. So, because my my curiosity is, why is Doctor Strange there? Other than the fact that I understand the portals and he's talking about all this stuff, but are they going somewhere else with Doctor Strange now that? Um, Wanda's wrapped and that were they were leaning towards a, a Doctor Strange moment in Wanda. So is this going to tie into that and sort of launch the next thing of Doctor Strange? So what are your thoughts yeah, here? Probably. I, I, um, 
I, I, see, I don't know the storyline of, of this, if it's something brand new, but I'm not familiar with this storyline of, of uh, Doctor Strange. But, you know, uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, he, uh, he he wants to turn time back before everybody knew he was he was Spider-Man because his life's hell now. So he goes to Doctor Strange and asks him to do a spell to turn time back, you know. And then he's thinking, Spider-Man, Peter Parker's thinking about it, being a kid. Oh, no, well, what about MJ? Well, what about Aunt May? Oh, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Don't touch it. And he screws everything up. So the cool thing is that, um, spoiler or alert here, put your hands over your ears if you haven't seen Venom yet. I'm going to give you the count of three. One, two, three. three. Two, one. The, the uh, <laughs> hidden scene brings Venom into the Spider-Man universe. And J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson's in there and everything. So I think you're going to see. So that already happened in Venom, right? He's already been brought yeah. in. So we're going to have to catch up kind of time-wise to that movie. And that's what's going to happen here. So to say where this is going to send things, I think it's going to go in the direction of Venom to be more than Doctor Strange. Interesting. Interesting. Well, and but they're talking about Holland not doing any more of these either. So And he's going to be the new Iron Man, isn't he? Was it, didn't he screw up and say something? I didn't look into it, but I get because he always screws up, right? When he goes to these meetings and gives away uh, <laughs> secrets and shit that he wasn't supposed to. And well, I, that's, no, that's what's his name. That's what's his name. The guy who does the Hulk. He's the guy that always screws up. No, Tom Holland does it too oh, with all the Spider Man stuff, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. It's funny. He knows it too. It's that's hilarious. Funny. Um, that's funny. I, I, uh, I dig the, um, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting because they, they kind of, you think they'd sign these kids to like 10 movies because they're like, we don't know where it's going. So mm-hmm. you need to commit to 10 movies. Well, I don't, don't want to do three. Yeah, but yeah. We don't know if we'll be done by three. So we need to, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see if they, if they go down that road with him. So it's like a hockey player, yeah. right? I, I dig him. I dig this kid. I, I like, he's my favorite of all the guys that have played Spider-Man. Oh, me too. Me too. By far. Yeah. I, I thought he's been great. I love his like movie references and stuff. It, it is very time accurate and they're trying to keep the, the values of Peter Parker and his little je ne intact. And I thought this, you, the, they've done a great job. So, okay. So of the, of this group, and let's take the animated out for a minute. So you're mm-hmm. saying uh, you're, you're thinking Tom's the best one. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Must be, must be weird for guys that have played the role. Like, you know, Christian Bale bails out on Batman and then they've got, you know, two new Batman since him and he has no interest in coming back in. I'm body of work, he must be like, Yeah, I'm done with it, I'm good, and whoever plays it now. But um it must be weird for for like to it's not like Toby and Andrew Garfield have had massive careers because of it. Whereas yeah, Tom because Tom's probably made more money than the two of them combined just based on Avengers and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um and those two got to kind of sit back and go, little shit. You know what I mean? He's kind of like, you know, and he's going to make all the money on this movie and we're going to make a little bit too, but not as much as him. Like, it just must be weird for those guys to get together on a set and kind of try to be professional about it. When Toby's like, well, I started this thing. And Andrew's like, yeah, but I carried it. And Tom's like, yeah, but I fucking defined it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have these three guys and hopefully they'll have a fight too. <laughs> so. Well, Garfield was by far the the lesser of, of the three Spider-Man, but you know, Spider-Man's not supposed to be like a, a emo kid that, that didn't, that, that didn't spin well, right for me. Yeah. And the other side of it too, man, is, is I also, um, I'm a fan of, of not the big cast. So we did have sort of like uh, at the time, Toby and Kristen or Kristen Dunst were, right. We're, we're, you know, pretty big. And then, mm-hmm. um, then you got Emma Stone and you got Andrew. And so Tom cr- kind of brought it back. And so did, um, the girl, uh, who plays, it was a Sendaya or something, whoever did it. The yeah. Girl, the the married, yeah. So I can't remember her name, but the new so, Mary Jane. So that's, that's like good. Cause it kind of took it back down a notch for me back to the simplicity of what you're talking about of it being, he's not supposed to be some emo kid. He's just supposed to be some nerdy, weird kid. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, because if, if you give, it depends. Like, see, he was the right kid, the right person in the right place and the right knowledge to get the spider powers. Like, that's the whole thing about Peter Parker getting it and and that it happened to, you know, yeah. a, a, perchance him being a, you know, not, I don't know if he was even being a dick letting that guy go who who stole the money, I guess, because the guy just ripped him off. Yeah. Like, it's, somebody, it's an eye for an eye. Some would say, some would say, no, you should just be the bigger person and stop him. But so we let a criminal go and the criminal killed his uncle, who basically was like his father. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a great story. You know what I mean? That's 
it's it, so the, the kid who has the Spider-Man powers has to have the proper backup and the proper uh, makeup to be Spider-Man. And the, 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 the Peter Parker they portrayed in uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker didn't really seem to match up for me. I'm thinking more if that kid got those powers, he would have been out squishing people's noggins and, and stuff who pissed him off. He's an emo kid, right? D- have you ever, you know, have these people never met an emo kid? Man, I know. <laughs> you give me an emo kid powers and I don't think they're going to, I'm looking for, I'm looking for, um, I'm having an issue with comments on here, but, um, we've had a couple Hi, cliff. Um, Marty says Nicholas Hammond played the best Spider-Man. Nicholas. Interesting. Is that like way back on the TV show? Must be way back then. And, um, hi Todd. Todd's watching. Uh, Todd Kearns. Hey buddy. How you doing? Todd. Um, So, um, hanging out with Ace here, Todd. There he is right between there. Ace. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that's an, it's, it's, I can't wait to kind of see where it's going to go. I'm very interested, uh, to see what, what the next thing is going to be. My daughter is losing her mind mostly because she probably has a little crush on Tom Holland. I'm guessing (laughs) she's in that age now, but, um, she's freaking out. She's, she can't wait to see this thing. So, um, it's a general, it's a Marvel, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But then she'll switch to Iron Man if he's going to be Iron Man. So, so the consensus is, the the consensus is basically, Tom Holland is the best of these guys. Yes. He plays it best. He's, they got it right with him. And uh, sorry to the other two. <laughs> sorry, Toby, go back to uh, poker games. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> they, you see how they changed, they added Iron Man in there though. How Iron Man wasn't in the original uh, yeah. scope of things. Right. Yeah. Well, good job by them. <laughs> well, it, wor- it worked in the newer ones, right? You know what I mean? Given it, it, it's it, it's logical to bring them up with armor and stuff. In the latest Spider Amazing Spider Man comic, um, Peter Parker is like in a coma. He got hurt so bad, and uh, another sp- another Spider Man, Ben O'Reilly, um, he has armor and he survived this incident that Spider Man and this other Spider Man were in. Ben Riley, uh, Scarlet Spider, I guess. And so Peter Parker didn't have the armor; he has the classic uh, outfit on, and he got messed up in the newest one. So I love the fact that in the newer comic book, they're actually, you know, okay, there's no way he would have survived this in a spider outfit. You know what I mean? Um, well, what, let me ask it, you something because you you got the Amazing Spider Man. We'll get to your amazing comic collection, which we did a couple of days ago. But um, I, mm-hmm. I I always like I saw okay. a few this weekend. I was at a collectible show this weekend, and I sent you a few pics of some stuff that I was looking at. Spawn and if, you got to get into the Silver Age stuff, buddy, or the Bronze Age. Well, you know what I mean? just, like, this was at like a sports card collectible show, and yeah. the guys had stuff around, and I was like, oh, what do you got? Um, so when you say the Amazing Spider Man and the new the new Spider Man, let's let people know. Just how much time do you spend reading and buying comic? Like, do you buy every comic book ever? Is there going to be a spot when you stop? You're like, I just don't, I'm not interested in this story that they're doing with Amazing Spider-Man. Or I have to, I have to keep buying Amazing Spider-Man every single month because they just, I just have to keep doing it. Is there a, do you have a limit of what you buy? Do you buy everything? You're like, I'm no, no. all the way in or, or no, what? Because there's like, dude, there's like, you know, like five to 10 Spider-Man comic books a month. No, that's the thing. Cause I was mentioning is that there's a Spider-Man for everybody now. And mine is amazing Spider-Man. It's the same one that started in uh, 1962 or 1963 was the first amazing Spider-Man. All right. So like, you know, Spider-Man first appeared 1962, wrap your head around that. One of the biggest characters today created in 1962 um and it was it wasn't by jack kirby a lot of people think that it was jack kirby did the art for that it was not it was steve didco it was stan lee and a gentleman named steve didco now stan lee did go to jack kirby who's famous for the hulk uh captain america fantastic four many 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 heroes he did not draw spider-man he get he tried it first and apparently he made him to spider-manly he made him to manly stan lee wanted spider-man to be more of a kid kind of gangly you know so steve didco did uh the art justice and he drew him for many years and, and apparently it got to the point rumor has it that uh steve didco just stopped cashing his checks because he didn't like being a part of the system hmm. um he didn't he wanted to uh this is back in the the late or the mid 60s right so there's a lot of political stuff going on at that point i guess that steve didco was getting behind and part of it was taking a paycheck from a huge company. So apparently, as rumor has it, his checks were stacking up there, but he kept drawing Spider-Man, sending it in, but he wouldn't pick up his checks. So that's pretty wild. So the first appearance was in a book called Amazing Fantasy by Marvel Comics, 1962. 
first appearance of Spider-Man. Then the next year, Spider-Man got his own comic book, Amazing Spider-Man, which is still going today. It's on issue 800 and something, I believe. I believe. And I Same storyline. Same storyline. Um, it's, it's still Peter Parker and Mary Jane. They, they come up but with I'm I've, saying I've, I'm saying that they they whatever started 800 episodes ago is continuing and they're basically just rewriting little things but it's the whatever is in 800 they might refer to something that was in 200 or they might refer yeah. to oh, something sure. that yeah. was in 500 yeah yeah. yeah so this is that's why I buy this one now mind you there's been a bunch of different there's been some reset buttons pushed mm-hmm. that were not very good ideas and then of course they have timelines and different things and secret yeah. wars where they can change the timeline back so they've experimented with many different things um, the, the, the cool thing and another thing that people don't think about and another reason why Spider-Man is the, the world's most beloved character his his uh, consistent cartoons that have dominated the airwaves in 70s cartoons when we were kids, right? So Amazing Spider-Man number one comic came out. Um, well, its first appearance was 1962. It only took like four years later, 63. Four years later, 1967 is when uh, that iconic Spider-Man cartoon came out with the theme Jeez. song, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. And it was Everybody. done so well, so well. That song is amazing, right? Like, and yeah. I don't even know if the gentleman that wrote that song or whoever wrote that song is getting like royalties today for that because they should. Like, what what a great song of all the superhero songs. And there's not, I guess, there's not a ton of them, but you know, that's up there with dun 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 dun. dun yeah. Right. So yeah. we had our first Spider-Man car, car cartoon, and it was in color. That was a big deal in 1967, man. Um, and that was in uh, the first one, 1967. And we all remember that because of the song. And it went on for yeah. a wacky years, man. It, we didn't get another new Spider-Man cartoon till 1981. And this was just a short run. They even borrowed some frames and stuff from that earlier cartoon that they did in the 60s. Now, after 81, at the end of, they started 81 with just Spider-Man and uh, they ended 81 with Spider-Man and his amazing friends with Firestar and Iceman. Do you remember that one? I don't remember that one. Really? It's Spider-Man. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. But I mean, that would have been on, you lived in a different part of the Ontario. And this is, I, I the reason I say this is because at the time, the only way we could get some of this stuff was on mm-hmm. WUTV out of 29 out of Buffalo. Oh, and right. so unless you could get that on the rabbit ears before cable, you couldn't get I, I couldn't get gi joe i couldn't get transformers mm. none of that stuff unless i had channel 29 and everyone oh, in God. southern ontario will know what i'm talking about because they had the best wrestling they had mm. gi joe they had everything they, they had a team i believe they had maybe maybe wow. the was nbc but i just remember 20 buffalo 29 and that's where a lot of that stuff lives so mm. so i didn't see a lot of that stuff i saw spider-man every weekend because they had spider-man into I think they showed it on CBC or something because it's Spider-Man into Rocket Robin Hood. Nice on Sundays, in, yeah, or Saturdays or something like yeah. that. But they were they were that. they were pretty prominent. So I never saw that one. No. Okay, so yeah, that, that was nineteen eighty one. I remember that one vividly. I used to watch that one Saturday mornings, and then uh, and then there wasn't another new one until the nineties. Ninety four, we got a new one, and that was the one that Joe Perry from Aerosmith did. A, and right. he did all the music for that Joe Perry from Aerosmith, the guitar player. So, and that one, that one kind of was when it, so we went from 81 to 94, right? So we got a newer Spider-Man here, um, but it, they didn't change it too much. You know what I mean? It still stayed, stayed uh, pretty legit to the original, but do they just really focus more on the villains, the villains, they brought the villains out a lot more. It wasn't as, as kitschy, uh, but that was a good, I remember the 94 one as well. That, that was a really good one. And then 98, we had the high tech Spidey come out in 98. So it was like the Spider-Man 2099 version. So he had like uh, this armor kind of thing and he was flying around. And then 2003, we had our first 3d animated version of Spider-Man, which I wasn't into Mm. at all. Um, But you know, 2003, that's when, the animation is just everywhere. They're just throwing things at the screen. 2008, they took a spectacular Spider-Man, which was a comic book, and they brought that in. And so this is where Marvel comics are becoming huge in the movies. So they make a new Spider-Man cartoon where he is working with S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's running a thing with a bunch of these other uh, heroes, right? So there's Spider-Man doing that with a S.H.I.E.L.D. team in 2012. 2017 um, was basically the same thing. It was just like more, uh-huh. more for the kids. And then 2021, which would have been what? Is that last year or this year? Uh, that's this year. That's this year. There we go. We had a brand Today's new show one sponsored year. by Chris's hat. hat. Yeah. Oh, I'm terrible with numbers. Like I comic book artist life, my friend. I love it. I love it. 
So, 2000, so this year, 2021, they came out with one for kids under 10 years old. So now, and it's why well, I didn't realize that. Now, the, now the, I haven't seen the, any of those. Well, no, because a lot of these, no, well, you wouldn't, uh, the last few were pretty, you know, they're for younger kids, especially the newest one. But this is the first Spider-Man cartoon for kids under 10. So mm. the, the, the big deal about that is, is that now they're catering to the to kids under 10. See, when I was under 10 reading Spider-Man, they were more made for teenagers. They weren't made for a six-year-old or a seven-year-old to read them. So I wow. had to kind of adapt to the comic book, whereas now the character um, is adapting to its audience, which is which is a major thing and is another reason why it's so popular, right? Um, so one day I'm going to have to have a Skeletron uh, made for kids. We'll have to have, uh, that's what I was talking to Lonnie about that, the pocket knife kid or something, right? Instead of machete kid, my, my comic deal there. So so wow, what a run of, of cartoons, right? They had well, I and as I said, I after that amazing cartoon that we grew up on in this, you know, um, the late '60s, '70s that came out. I mean, like, by the time I saw it, it would have been low '80s, you know. But that beginning, you know, that do 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 do, like that whole thing, and the, James, the Jameson thing. It was yeah, great. It was dude, such it was a good great. cartoon, and, and the soundtrack, and that's why the music I, behind it. That's why so I great. loved. Um, what is that show uh, that we talked about on Prime? That animated one that just came out. Um, nah, uh, the one that they, with the superhero dad and the kid. Um, Invincible. Invincible. That mm. reminded me of the old schools. Uh, that reminded me of the GI Joe and oh yeah, Spider-Man the animation, animation style, animation. right? Yeah, the yeah. animation style. That's what well, it, that it looked me a little of. more drawn. I like that as yeah. well. Yeah, I like that. I'm, and there's I'm, some I'm still shots. They, they put the, like ah, like the still shots so what, in there. Why don't you show me? Okay, so one of the things you got a couple of things to show off here. I, I was I'm always interested in your in your vast collection of comics, but why don't you uh, speaking of Spider Man? Let's uh, you want to show off some stuff here. I got a couple things here. Yeah, so just yeah. comic book wise, for all my uh, comic book aficionados, um, my three oldest Spider Man comic books from Amazing Spider Man, of course. Now, no, I don't have Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. No, I don't have Amazing Spider Man number one. I know I showed before how I have X Men number seven and daredevil number five now the lowest spider-man i have is from 1965 and it is number 34 and his appearance of craven the hunter i think it's i think Jeez, it's second look at that 1965 that's yeah wow so that's 65 how much was that how much was that in 1965 it was uh 12 cents in 1965. how much is it now what's it worth now well, now this is probably worth, um, you know, in the shape it's in, I could in the right person, I could probably get anywhere between uh, five and seven hundred dollars for it. So let me let me ask you one while we're at this for a second. Let me ask you mm-hmm. a question. How do you sell it? Because I was at a collectible show. Yeah. OK. But I was at a collectible show this weekend and guys were selling hockey cards and all the rest of it. And I was able to find a bunch of cool things. And, and, um, we did, we, you know, the kids opened up some mystery packs and they got, you know, to spend 20 bucks on a mystery pack, but they got like, you know, 150, 200 bucks worth of shit. And I'm like, this is very, very cool. But then is it like a used car? It's like, well, it's worth 500, but I'm only going to give you 200. Like, how do they grade it and how would you maximize that 500? Because what's that person going to do? Are they going to turn around and sell it for seven? Or there, are you maxing out every single dollar that you, that to that person to sell that comic? Like if you were to sell that comic right now, someone's going to be like, oh, I'm going to give you 350, Chris. You're like, no, it's worth 500. But then that person's not going to be able to sell it, you know, for another 10 years for maybe another 200 bucks. Like, what what's the process in actually buying these things? How much do you spend on this stuff? Well, there there is a grading guide. There is an actual overstreet official grading guide that you can buy every year. And and you can go to people and say, here's exactly what it's worth. This is the Bible of comic books. You know what I mean? Um, But it all depends on what condition the book is, man. And how nitpicky, you know, this, you can get graded books. Um, I didn't bring in any with me, but they're in the slabs and they have the number on the top. Um, So you can get your books graded. And that way... I should grab one of those. Just talk to people for two seconds. <laughs> One sure. Second. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to pull them out for a second because uh, I lost them. Oh, see, see, there he is. See, I lost him. I'm going to pull them out. <laughs> I don't have any Spider-Man, if you can believe it. I have no Spider-Man stuff because I am a DC guy. So I've never been, I, I found growing up, it was more like you're either Spider-Man or you're Batman. Uh, or sorry, or Superman. In, in that kind of realm, I, I know Chris c- kind of collects them all, but I kind of chose the DC side. So for me, 
I didn't have any, uh, any Spider-Man. I, I barely had any Marvel stuff at all. I might have a few Hulks. I might have a, a couple of, um, what else do I got? I got a, an Iron Man or two. I got a couple of Captain Americas, but I don't really have anything else. I, I've got all DC. Also, I just chose to go down that road and be and go with Superman. So, and DC. So that was kind of my my thing. So kind of interesting to uh, to, to to be to be down there, uh, sort mm-hmm. of, and watching Chris's. You know, the fact that I can always go to Chris for everything, but I never had all that Marvel stuff. I had all DC stuff for me personally. Mm-hmm. So what do you got there? Well, so, um, you all brought Spider-Man one. So this is how, this is the best way to sell a comic book is, is you get a graded one. Cause it tells you exactly. It's an 8.5. Yeah, I, saw, I saw a bunch of those this weekend with, with, um, hockey cards, CGC. Yeah. The hockey, they have graded <laughs> hockey cards as well. I got a Mike Palmatier here, a nice. signed Mike Palmatier here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the best way to sell your comic books is to get them graded. Now you have to pay to get them graded. And if you don't know somebody at a comic book store that does it, it's, you got to send it away and risk putting it in the mail. There's not a very good system for this yet, unless you can go out and find them like this and buy them like that. Right. But that's what I wish. Like, so these your person, if somebody was going to spend 500 bucks on this, they would open it up and look through it and make sure there wasn't somebody writing on it or there wasn't a page cut out. Cause that's sometimes you find that, right? You get some, some bum holes that sell you this kind of stuff online. You only, will you buy, will you buy off eBay yourself? Oh yeah. I bought off eBay of lots of times. How do, you, how do you do that without, to, I guess the person just you gets check ranked, the seller, right? man. You, you, yeah, you know, yeah. if, if the seller yeah. sold like 2000 comic books and nobody's complained, probably sure. a pretty good guy. Probably My good experience guy. on eBay has been way better than bad. If I've ever had any troubles, um, they've reimbursed me or, or fixed mm-hmm. it for me. Um, yeah, I've never, I'm not a, I don't complain about eBay really. And Kijiji, I've had a lot of luck on Kijiji. As I mentioned, the flea markets are great. My local comic book stores are amazing. Um, just talking to people like that selling, see, I, but the thing is too, is that in my frame of mind, I'm nowhere. I don't want to sell these at all. And at this point, I want to be aware of what they're worth, but, um, this is the second oldest comic, oldest Spider-Man I have right here. And it's, yeah, yeah, Medusa from, uh, the Inhumans. And this was a gift from my wife. Actually, I remember that. And this was 1966. This book's from, and then there's a Mysterio book, which is 1966 as well. Um, You can see it's got a little ding right there, ding in the cover. Uh, Love Mysterio though. Big fan of Mysterio. So those are my three oldest Spider-Man books. And as I say, these are all worth anywhere between five and seven hundred dollars, depending who I'm talking to. Um, They're not. They're not mint. If they were mint, they would be worth a lot more. Or if they were. How much is that graded, graded one worth that you brought up? I have no idea, to be honest with you, dude. I don't know. This was one. I just, I, I, uh, I had a birthday and I was given 50 bucks to buy something on eBay. I got this on eBay actually now. That's a good question. So yeah, so I had a birthday. I had 50, 50 bucks cash. I, somebody yeah. gave me, probably my wife said, get yourself a comic book. And I bought this. Well, that was really, you know. Very cool. I like putting these up on my wall in my office. If people on my social media will see, I have these all over the place, right? I really yeah, like them. Absolutely. They're great. They're great that way. Now, the other thing I have is this, as I have this uh, collector's edition, uh, limited edition DVD collector's gift set. All right. So this is Spider-Man one. It comes with authenticity, which you have to have. Got the authenticity for everything. All right. I've got uh, some signed artwork. From John Romita on a piece of, look at this. This is great. Look at this. Still in the package, my friends. Jeez, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting respect from the collectors out there right now. I know I am. Now, this is awesome, too. I don't know which what printing this is of it, but look at that. It's a reprint of the first one. It's still, it's not even open. Reprinting of the original Amazing Fantasy, right? I got another couple copies of the reprints. I'm not sure. In there, uh, it's just like, yeah. Oh man, beautiful. You That's just want to open it and read it, but you can't. No, well, I have. I have an open copy in the other room. That's okay. Um, and it comes. <laughs> with, it comes. I got a, a, a section of the film or whatever. You know how they do that? Oh yeah, that's cool. From right there, and of course, now you got to kick out this. So we've. It comes with this the widescreen edition. There you, when you ready for this screen. one? Yeah. Stanley and Kevin okay. Smith. There we go. I've seen that before. Well, yeah. I just came with it. I just, what, what a great yeah. package, huh? So that's my my special collector's edition. But the, the limited edition stuff in there, my friends, is just. And these are the kind of things when you're a collector, some of my collecting friends out there can relate, that you forget you had. 
Um, my wife brought, oh, you're doing my episode. You're doing a Spider-Man episode. Remember this? And I pulled up the, she brought this out to me and I looked through it and was just like, oh my gosh, I, I got to show that off. That is really cool. Really cool. This is with me not even really getting into my five boxes of Spider-Man comics, right? Spider-Man is the most beloved hero in the world. Love Spider-Man. Love me some Spider-Man. Are you, okay, so I think you said um, on your favorite though. Uh, he's not quite your favorite though. Who? Daredevil Daredevil's your favorite, yeah? Oh, well, consistently Daredevil is the best comic book. Consistently. Yeah. Spider-Man had some has some pretty bad lows and some really good highs, but Daredevil over the past, you know, many many years has been the most consistent comic book. Now, here's the other thing. There's only one Daredevil comic published a month. What does that tell you? High value. Mm. <laughs> that and there's, you know, like it, they don't have to spread the idea out over Sure. Five daredevils. Now, mind you, right now, Elector's daredevil, and it's effing fantastic. Now, Lonnie sent me something. Uh, she said you guys, a few years back, created a little stop yeah. motion fund. So let's check this out. This is, uh, let's go, this would have been created in Machete Studio, so we're going to run this. Yeah, this is one of our creator, uh, creator-owned videos that we do. Uh, which is awesome. So here we go. Check this out. Machete Studio. Finally, the treasure is mine. Well, hold on there, buddy. You're not Spider-Man. Oh, no, I'm, I'm Spider-Man oh, with an O. Yeah, yeah, the show couldn't afford oh. Spider-Man, so uh, here I am. Oh, um... Well, you, your sleeves, they don't even match. Do you yeah, even well, have web shooters? What, what, what? F*** you. <laughs> More magic that's, from Machete Studios, my that's friend. That's right, that's right. Follow uh, me on all platforms for all the entertainment and fun. I won't remember numbers, but I uh, got some good information on comic books and, and fun things. And that issue three is coming out. We, as I mentioned, our computer died. We got a new computer, whole new system, um, great new art programs. Wow. It looks good. My friends halfway through it. And as I mentioned to you, your character, I'm, I'm, I've already penciled and inked six issues. I'm Number stoked. three is coming out soon, sooner than later. Um, and I, your character uh, had made, makes his appearance in issue five in silhouette only in silhouette only. But uh, he's besides be his camo. His first cameo appearance is in there. My friends, it's a Monday night with a machete deep dive into Spider-Man, which we could spend days and days and days on. I've spent uh, my life deep diving into Spider-Man. I love it. <laughs> I was I was really excited for this one. The last week was funny, though, too, because we got to tell the viewers, I'm a huge Death Angel fan from way back. And Brent's like, yeah, dude, we got the guitar player from Death Angel on. And then this is just before the show. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, man, so what, what, what uh, comic books is he into? Oh, he's not into comics. Like, okay, man. What movies does he watch? Nah, he's not really into movies either. I'm like. Now what? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but no, it, it was just funny, though. And he comes, I like talking about business and coffee. And it's like. You know, Brent has this other show that <laughs> do I've just right, you know, right. So that was good for me to cut loose today, tonight, and just spew Spider-Man all over the internet, man. Thanks for watching, everyone. I appreciate your time. Make sure you guys go check out uh, the new Spider-Man. It's going to be pretty rad. I know my kids will be first in line to go see that. That's uh, absolutely going to happen. Um, last time they saw this, in a, in a funny, interesting note, um, the last one that was whatever with Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Mysterio. Mysterio. Um, we were in England nice. and we went and two days prior to seeing that we had gone to London tower mm-hmm. and to the castle and that whole third act of that movie is filmed there. So it kind yeah. of put the kids in that perspective. I remember that. I remember we went to the that. Eiffel tower. Hey, we went to that specific room. Mm-hmm. We went to, and so that made it really cool for them. And maybe that's what got them totally hooked. I'm not sure, but anyways, that, my friends, is the kids on the escalator for another Monday night. Quick one for you, but hey, you know what I mean? Not an hour, just, man. I think an hour. That's is an hour. Time. That's a good one. Yeah, that's if, awesome. If, if people are going to give us an hour of their time a week, man, I'm satisfied with that. Thank you. We can uh, find Chris Machete at all the places. Uh, yeah, and TikTok. Buy, dude, buy his stuff. Buy his I'm stuff. Five at subscribers Machete. away on TikTok from going live. Dude, five. I'm probably four by now. Get there, friends. I put Chris up- Machete. Uh, Get there, get there, get there. You can, and uh, shop at Machete Etsy store. You want to do that? Uh, you want yeah, to and Chris also, Machete. Sorry, um, MacheteComics.ca uh, is is a, a is a thing, and we're we're launching that as well. Follow so us. Wait, over, else you want me to mention? 
kidsontheescalator.com. You can leave mm-hmm. us a voice message and all the rest of it. That's where you can find all of our past episodes. Thanks to our friends over at Dean Blundell, as always, for uh, hosting Deaner. us over there. Um, I follow me over at brentonontour.com and follow me on Twitter on brentonontour.com and all that fun stuff. You can also follow me on the TikTok where today I put up one of those shape-shifting videos and you might get a kick out of who I look like. Hmm. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to give you a little hint. It rhymes with Obi-Wan. So go with that. And uh, I put it up today for a little bit of fun. That was all right. Uh, but anyways, that's uh, Kids on the Escalator for another Monday night. Uh, join us again. Uh, I think we're going to break. We're going to break somewhere in there. And then maybe next week or the week after, and then we're going to go into all the Christmas stuff that we did last year, which is awesome, with movies and Toys yeah, that was fun, huh? All that cool shit. And maybe we'll get our buddy Jim Corderas back. The oh, ghost of we, the ghost of referees past. We gotta <laughs> get him. We gotta get Jimmy episodes. back and just let him talk, man. Holy yeah. cow. Like we gotta just basically so give him maybe, the show, dude. Maybe we'll do that next week or the week after. I'll see what his availability is looking like. Um just give him the show, man. We'll we'll just we'll just listen to him talk and feed him little 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 kernels of questions, right. right? And subject matters and say go, Jimmy, go. That's Chris Machete. I am Brent from the Brent on Tour podcast. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast for Monday night. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Good times. Rad dudes. Yeah. See ya. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.